Welcome to Resi Talk, where real estate sales instructors have unfiltered conversations about real estate with industry leaders and inspiring people. If you are loving what you're hearing, as we know you will, make sure you visit resitalkpodcast.com and sign up for more information. Hello, friends. Welcome to Resi Talk. I'm your host, Cassandra Gallego, and I am sharing the podcast stage with my fabulous co-host, Joy Johnson. Yep, that's a new name. You haven't heard that one yet. We're going national today, and we brought in one of our Chicago real estate sales instructors, and she's actually one of my all-time favorite people. Joy, thank you for being here. Cassie, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. Um, this has been a, you know, like somewhat of a dream when you started talking about you released Resi Talk. I'm like, I want to be on Resi Talk too, but I'm a Resi. So I'm so happy to be a part of your show today. And just a little bit about me. I have been with Colwell Banker since May of 2020. Yes, I started working in the middle of the pandemic. Um, so I'm pretty special here. But when yeah, I you tell are. you, I absolutely love my job. One of the things that we say as real estate sales instructors is that we work in happy land. So I get to help agents build their business with resources, strategies, tactics on a daily basis. And then I get to receive great evaluations of joy changed my life. And then sometimes not so much, but that's another story. But that's a little bit about me. And um, so happy to be on the platform with you today and have some good, good fun with our special guest. Oh, our special guest is super special. And I got to tell you about your evaluation. I'm sure they're much better than mine. I recently got one that said, Cassandra talks too much, period. <laughs> Listen, wait, no. And I got one that said, <laughs> Joy waits for people to participate. Um, yeah. Listen, we're all about constructive criticism. And we're going to ask Mr. Lewis Jones, our special guest, to give us some after our podcast recording today. But, you know. When you're an instructor, you kind of got to talk, you know, just throwing that out there, just throwing that out there. So I, I thank you, Joy. And we brought Joy in because, as I mentioned earlier, we are going national and we brought in the one and only Lewis Jones. Lewis is one of the branch vice presidents in Coldwell Banker, uh, Illinois, actually in Chicago. And what Lewis doesn't know is that I did a little bit of stalking before we got on this uh, recording. And uh, I asked a couple people about Lewis and somebody that whose name rhymes with Avid Lacker. <laughs> Maybe David Hacker um, said, oh, I don't need to be on that call between Lewis and Joy. You're going to have all the personality you can fit in one podcast episode. So I'm really excited about it. But he said you are one of the best managers in his region that you're super engaged that you're always sending people to classes and i believe him because my online sleuthing told me that in 2020 the worst year of all time ever <laughs> lewis was named the chicago association of realtors broker of the year that's pretty Ooh. impressive Welcome, Lewis. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I'm making all these faces and trying not to laugh on a podcast. I guess I should talk as well. So <laughs> but you're cracking me up. <laughs> oh, well, good. Smiles make me smile even more. So it's all happiness here. You, hopefully you can hear the smiles. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we always like to start off each episode getting to know our guests a little bit. So I'm going to hand this over to Joy. She's going to throw some quick rapid fire questions. Some rapid fire questions, some this or that, Lewis. Okay, so you have like five seconds to answer each question. So the first question, is it going to be, Lewis, do you like to make phone calls or you a texter? Oh, I I make phone calls and if they don't answer, then I text. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to go with call. phone call first. Lewis, what about, do you work late or oh, do you work get late, to work, work early? I, yeah, oh my gosh, my late. people. <laughs> Sorry, what I just have to. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Hold on, I got a time out here because this is episode 13 now. And I've literally been judged for 12 whole episodes for being a night person. Oh, Lewis, no, you, you got it. I mean, I love you. who gets up? I mean, you can get, I get up early to work out. And then, you know, you just work it, work late. That's it's uh, yeah. Sleeping in. I don't do the early thing though. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Cassie, I'm not a morning person, but I will put in some late hours oh, yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh, I'll so. work, I'll work late in the night and, uh, and then, then you get up and you sleep in <laughs> start again. That's it. Well, does it count as being a morning person? If you're editing a podcast till three in the morning, oh, that's a night person. I think that's still, still work a late. night person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're still working late. <laughs> All right, Lewis. What about are you a Mac person or PC? Uh, PC uh, all the way. PC. Yeah. PC. All, me too, yeah. Lewis. I Apple. can't get with the Mac, but no offenses to the Mac. You know. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, no offense to the Mac. I'm always the outlier. Well, Macs, here. Macs just don't <laughs> talk to other computers or systems very, very well. Enough. So it's always something. So yes, PC. Okay. What about this one? Vacation or staycation? Oh, vacation. Yeah, I'll 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 end up vacation. working it by staycation. So, and so when you say vacation, what is the most beautiful place you have visited or had a vacation? Oh, Jamaica, because it's you're away from mm. everything. Everybody's just laid back. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, no problem, man. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just, just, just. <laughs> I heard that so many times, and I was like, yeah, it isn't a problem. So, whatever it is, don't That's worry. My mantra, happy, right? Exactly. Okay. I have um okay. I have another one. Yep. You ready? Do you like audiobooks or are you the guy who likes the traditional book of touching and filling the paper? <laughs> I'm laughing because I I I've tried to to sit and read like a book. There's so many books that I have piled up. Like if I were to read a book, <laughs> it'd be a traditional book, but I just I'm always on the run. And uh yeah, uh, but I'd go with traditional book if I <laughs> I actually sad. Yeah. So do you have the same problem I do that sometimes, I mean, if it's really good and I have a good book collection, but sometimes maybe it's a 3 a.m. editing yeah. thing. I just read a page or two and then I have to reread it six times and then I fall asleep. <laughs> okay, you are my people. That is definitely, that's me. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I want to listen to something or check out Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's well, Ryan Gorman like says he listens to podcasts like on like two yeah. X. Yeah, he's like audiobooks on like twice or third, three times the speed. I want to try that. I maybe I'll try that sometime. Mm-hmm. But so, so I wonder what we sound like to Ryan Gorman right now while we're <laughs> as he's listening you know, to this episode. The chipmunks. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> Sing the chipmunk song in the chipmunk voice and then see what it sounds like triple speed. <laughs> Oh, but you know God. what, Cassie, that's really funny that you say that because I had the privilege of seeing Ryan Gorman in action on stage a couple of weeks ago with the VIP program. And he talks so 
fast. Like you have to, you have to be focused. Like you have to listen. So maybe because he talks so fast, he also likes to listen. Like, or maybe because he listens so fast. He yeah, he is. Yeah. He is one of the most yeah. intelligent people. Like he just catches yeah. things, and it's not just because he's my boss's 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 boss, something like that. But he is one of the most intelligent people I've, I've met and just so approachable. Like you can walk up to him and then yeah. he's the CEO of this giant company. He's like, hey, how are you? Yeah. Awesome. yeah, he's yeah. pretty cool. Well, what's what just kind of piggybacking on both of you is he talks so fast and he is so smart that you don't want to miss a thing. So you're like, yes, no, 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 yes. No. Like, wanna my notes are catch like that. Crazy. Did he just say that? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> catch it. That's awesome. Well, there's one question that was kind of hiding in here, and I always love to know the answer wow. to this because it's been pretty down the middle here. Speed or accuracy? Oh, uh, you know, I'm not a, I, I'm a big person person, so I'm going with speed. I, I have this, this, this view of, you know, ready, fire, aim. <laughs> So, oh, so, you know, cause, uh, I, and another one, I, I, I hear all these little phrases and one, another one is, uh, uh, perfect plan and acted too late is not perfect. You know? So, so, so. yeah, we interviewed Duff Rubin, who is the president of Coldwell Banker, oh, yeah. Florida. And he always says, well done is better than well said. So you can have the perfect plan, but if you don't execute it, it's not really yeah. going to do much but I but I work around a lot of people who are detail people uh and I appreciate that I really appreciate them saying wait maybe we should think about this and I'm like oh yeah before we do that let's do this so I have a great team that I work with uh Tracy Royal and Nicole Morris uh we all have our skills and I always say we're like the uh Avengers everybody's got their skills and they we all work together um I had to explain to them who the Avengers were and what that all meant but they played along with me so it was nice so that's awesome well i'm gonna ask since, since our audience doesn't know joy either joy what about you speed or accuracy i know i uh, i would have to say speed as well i'm more so on getting it done yeah. and then i will go back and fix it and perfect it but i am the it's better done than perfect type of girl yeah I've, I've had to learn to be that way. Well, can I share a story about Joy? I was thinking when you were, uh, Joy was on. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, it's a good one. It's a good yes. one. So, so uh, when Joy interviewed for the job, she interviewed here at the Oak Park office. I'm Oak Park and Hyde Park now, but we have a little room downstairs. It was pre-pandemic. Um, I think it was like right before or something like that. And, it, was, yeah. it was like monday and then the pandemic that was it yeah i remember it hit like and so so people were coming you know we had like i don't know how many people interviewed and people would come in and and you you could hear the downstairs uh what was happening because it's it's not totally soundproof and it was pretty quiet the interviews and they had to interview they had to uh present uh um uh, uh, uh teach something uh or present yeah. something i don't know what it was but they were presenting things and and so people would come and go and we're like oh i wonder how it went but when joy was there there was all this uproarious laughter and like people having fun and i was like who is this woman <laughs> like like you can hear it. she's laughing they're laughing and i'm like i think she's gonna get hired <laughs> she's gonna be the person or at least i hope she is and uh wow. or enough boom yeah i was like here I am. 
Look, you gotta know. You just made her day because she needed that today. I needed oh. that today. You're absolutely right, Lewis. Thank oh, you so man, much. Oh man, I remember that. that. I was and and ever since I've been like, she's been uh, uh, no pun intended, a joy to work with. So, so <laughs> sure you heard it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And 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 fun fact. I've never met Joy outside of this Zoom box. Ooh, and I yeah. feel like I love her. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I know I love her. I feel I, like we love each other, but we've never seen each other um, outside of the Zoom box. I think I've only met you, Joy, at that interview, like when you came in. I don't think I've seen you mm -hmm. outside of there either. That one time. Yep, that's it. You're, you're absolutely right. But if I could, if I could tie this all back to real estate and to the listeners, one thing that I hope you take away is to be memorable, that's it. right? Is to be memorable. You are in a business that's belly to belly or relationship oriented, and you are competing amongst so many other people, but when you can become memorable. And so Lewis, I love that story. I have no idea who I was interviewing against, right? But I'm going to tell you one thing. I had my mindset that I was going to get the job. I didn't care who had real estate experience, who had who had been doing real estate for years, I didn't care. My intention was to go there, be memorable and win the deal, AKA the job. And so, you know, if I had to put in a, a, a little nugget to the agents, uh, what, be a, yeah. what a great, well, you were memorable that day. Every, the whole office was like, wow, everybody's laughing. And, and there were some heavy hitters coming in to interview. So you beat them out. Wow. Boom. Well, Thank you for thank you for choosing hey, joy. I wasn't part of it. Okay, okay. I was not part of it, but I would have been, would have chosen her. So <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thank you for allowing our listeners to get to know both of you a little bit more personally. We've got some 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 solid questions okay. here. Uh, nothing that you would have never answered before. So these are these are things that you easily know the answer uh -huh. to. But I, I just real quick synopsis here. We at Coldwell Banker had our annual conference convention, Gen Blue. What was it like two, three weeks ago About now? That, yeah, yeah. And one of my, if not my favorite part of that whole conference was that CV Inspires um, series. And I, I was just blown away. So the premise was we, we actually did have the, the number one most listened to TED Talk speaker in the house, Angela Duckworth. She gave an incredible uh, TED Talk on grit, but we kind of took from that model, that TED Talk model, and Coldwell Banker put an open call to our agents, staff, managers, uh, branch vice presidents, all of the above, almost 100,000 people. Open call, share your inspiring stories with us, and if selected, you will get to present that inspiring story at Gen Blue, which is not a small deal. I mean, this was in front of thousands of people at the one and only Radio City Music Hall. And Lewis, Lewis was selected as one of the CV Inspire speakers. And when I found out that he was in theater, I'm like, okay, he's going to be on the show. <laughs> uh, so I've given a little bit of your story, and that's a more recent part of your story. But Louis, can you tell us your story? How did you get to where you are as um, as a branch vice president and even on the acting side of oh, things? Oh, uh, well, uh, on the real estate side of things uh, and acting, I both I fell into both. Uh, I was in nonprofit um, fundraising, and I was a nonprofit executive for about 20 years. 
got burnt out picking colors of napkins and planning events and uh, said, what should I do next? And I had a friend who was in real estate and I liked what she did, but then she introduced me to her manager and I liked what he did better. I said, hey, I'd like to do what he does. He helps people succeed. He helps uh, people build a business. Uh, I, he's, you know, I, I liked that side of the job. So I, I sold for a little while, and then I was assistant manager for about three and a half years at another agency. And then Coldwell Banker said, hey, we'll make you a manager and uh, branch vice president now. Uh, and um, that's how I, how I came to Coldwell Banker. I've been here a little more than five years. I was uh, I, the leader in Lakeview, which is a neighborhood in Chicago, uh, for a while, and um, then moved to Oak Park, um, manager here or leader here, and then they said, hey, we need somebody in Hyde Park as well. So uh, that's when we put together the team of uh, uh, Tracy Royal and Nicole Morris as our assistant branch vice president in each office. So we've got the dream team of the parks, Hyde Park and, and Oak Park. So. Uh, so the Avengers. The, the Avengers, Avengers, yes, yes. <laughs> I asked them each to pick an Avenger, and they they looked it up. They like I said, they played along with me and, and picked Avengers. So, uh, so we have this uh, this cool Avengers strike a pose, hero pose. Uh, speaking of TED talks, uh, hero pose on on my Facebook, which is great. So, um, so that's how I got into real estate, uh, theater. I many years ago, I think it's been well, not many, not that many, maybe ten years ago or so. I uh, literally walked into a theater thinking it was a, a movie theater, and they said, oh, no, it's a it's a live theater, and we're having auditions on Sunday, and I was like, oh, okay, and, no way. and, and I had done some, you know, in, in real, in uh, my nonprofit uh, position, I had done some, you know, some community shows and things like that, but nothing really, you know, uh, on the level that I, I ended up, and um, auditioned for that show and did I think six or seven shows at that community theater in, in uh, Indiana and then continued it in Chicago. So um, so that's how, how it kind of fell into both roles. But it, I've enjoyed it. it. It's kind of both sides of my brain. I've got, you know, the, the professional side and then the theater side, and they both feed into each other and, and help each other. And uh, that's where I, we're going to talk about it, but that's where the talk kind of came from. Yeah, that's that's pretty spectacular. So you got you accidentally became an actor and are living my dream. Oh. And you didn't even do it on purpose. I'm a little well, jealous. Well, you can do it too. It, it's, it takes some uh, some planning and you have to give up your life for a while when you're in a show. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I just do that on the side. And, uh, you know, during the pandemic, it was, it was kind of nice because we did a lot of online shows. So I just did them right here in the office. So I just, you know, went from one job right into the next, uh, next one, just changed the background on my screen. <laughs> I'm, I'm so intrigued. Um, when you talk about a virtual, like, show, show, exactly. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Cassie. So the, all of the actors are on the stage and you guys are just kind of reading. And so as an, as the audience, am I just looking at boxes or am I looking at video? Like, what am I looking at? As it the it was kind of, it was, it was kind of a, a, a combination of, of on-screen and live theater. Cause it was live, but everybody was in a different location acting like they were in the same location. So we would interact with each other, like somebody would pass you something and you'd pass it to the left and you're like, okay. And then you'd have the exact same item and you'd act like you grabbed it, a plate or something. Uh, like the like the Brady Bunch boxes. Yes, when they're all yes, yeah. exactly. I'm like trying to. 
yeah so we're all interacting with that each other so but cool. we're all at different locations and then uh they got pretty cool with the technology of like integrating people and and when to turn on your camera and how to do uh sound and all these different things and uh, how to place your camera, but it was, it was really interesting. Um, did not make up for live theater. We are also happy that live theater is back. It was just like a little, little, uh, theater fix while we were getting through the pandemic. But then once live theater came back, everybody's like, okay, that's done. <laughs> Let's get back. So you got to live something that we all dream about as wannabe actors. <laughs> What was going through your mind when you had the opportunity to share your story on the stage at the one and only Radio City well, Music Hall? It started out small, like, you know, that you, you mentioned they had the call and I saw the email. And I was like, well, I can do something about acting and real estate or something. And, and then they're like, OK, now we want uh, a video. So I did a video in the basement, the very basement where, where Joy interviewed uh, and uh and then it was like, you're chosen. And I was like, whoa, this is real now. <laughs> this is actually going to happen. So we had a lot of rehearsals, which was great. There was a great production company that put this together. A great team that, you know, inter that um, I aud auditioned with and that I, uh, we had a lot of rehearsals and they gave really great notes like, well, maybe you should say this or that. I, I was going to say something about how I only made $400 as an actor one year. And they said, maybe you should take that out because it makes it seem a little less legitimate. So like, yeah, let's take that out. So they had really good suggestions on, on what to say. So I was really well prepared uh, for the presentation. But once I got to Radio City Music Hall, I was like, you know, just walking outside. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to be on that stage. And it really hit me when I saw some of the uh, photos that like Liz Geringer and Ryan Gorman were putting up of like, we're getting ready for Jen Blue on the stage. I'm like, that's a big stage. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of her seats. And oh my gosh. So it, it kind of hit me. And then, I, then, then when I got to Jen Blue and started talking to the people that I, I know and met a lot of people, I realized, you know, I'm just going to be talking to my friends. I mean, I know a lot of people at, at Cobalt Banker and nationwide and internationally. I met somebody from Dubai and I was like, I'm just going to be talking to my friends and I have something that I believe in to say. So, so that prepared me. So I did that uh, and, and got that in my head. To, I'm just talking to friends, uh, but it was still just, uh, you know, just when I look at the recording and I see I'm just this dot on this giant stage, it still blows my mind that I got to do that. And so it was a great opportunity. I was really honored to be chosen to do it. So it was great. So you, for, for everyone who was not able to attend Gin Blue and actually hear your amazing talk, you got to give us kind of like the cliff note version. What did you, what did you share? How did you inspire the audience plus the thousands that were watching. Virtually. Oh, well, uh, well, the, the theme was, you know, uh, real estate and acting on how they're related, how, how you can take some, some themes from acting and apply them to real estate and, uh, and, and succeed. So it was a lot of the similar themes that you hear in real estate, but just put in a different way. Uh, so, you know, like dress the part, you know, I, I talked about that, you know, um, that you should dress for the market that you want to be in, just like you dress for a, a role on, in the theater. 
Uh, and one of the big ones, uh, talking about AMP, one of the big ones was build your audience. Uh, so, you know, you have to have an audience at a theater. Uh, so you build the audience there, but uh, you want to build your audience for real estate. And that's your sphere of influence. The, one of the keynotes of, of achieve maximum productivity or AMP uh, is build your, your sphere of influence and talk to the people you already know. So that was one of the, the big points that I pointed out um, because I'm always asking agents, you know, how many phone calls did you make? How many appointments do you have? Uh, did you call the people you know? Because they're making a lot of cold calls, but I, I, you know, the joke I always say is call your mom. And I'm like, well, why? I said, call your yeah. mom. And I had a whole story about calling my mom one time and she told me somebody uh, bought a house in <laughs> Chicago. My mom lives in Fort Wayne. And I was like, mom, I do that. <laughs> you can refer me. And she's like, oh yeah. And now my mom's like my, you know, one of the great re refer, uh, referral sources. Uh, and I refer, I, I don't sell, but I refer to our agents if she does refer, but she knows, hey, somebody wants to buy or sell anywhere in the country, uh, call my son. Uh, but it took a conversation to, to have that. Uh, so I said, call your mom, call people you're already going to talk to anyway and build your audience and ask for referrals. But uh, it doesn't have to be all salesy. Just like say, hey, um, you know, you know, I'm in real estate. And if you know anybody who needs my help, and that was one of my other big uh, points is that we're in a service industry. So we're serving people, we're helping people. So that's my nonprofit right. background coming in that, that, that I, I really feel like we're in a, an industry that helps people in times of need. And we can do that. Yeah. So it's getting out there like who needs your, your help. So that salesy kind of holds back people from calling people that they know because they think, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm selling stuff. And you're, you're offering service. So, uh, so if, yeah. if I, any suggestions on, on training, more service training, I, I would love to see more of that. <laughs> you know, we're like, you know, sales is great, but more on how do you serve your clients better? Uh, would be great. Um, and then finding a director, somebody who can keep you accountable was another point. Um, and AMP does that, of course. And and a big one was being authentic, you know, just being yourself, not trying to be somebody else, because uh, there's always somebody uh, that wants to work with you as you. And, uh, and then the, the end point was the show must go on. So, you know, in those tough times, you know, call your director, ask for inspiration, talk to your audience, you know, dress up, feel authentic and uh, keep going. The show must go on. I was going to say keep going, but I had to make it a little more showy. Well, and, and I just want to let you know that I thoroughly appreciate you not putting in those five points. Break a oh, leg. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that one. That uh, one like people go higher. <laughs> How does that relate to real estate? Well, this one time. <laughs> so just a quick recap. The five points were dress the part, build your audience, find a director, be authentic, and the show must go on. So I I'm pretty sure Joy and I have a couple follow-up questions on these points. Ah. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let Joy take take one. Doesn't have to be in any particular order. Any one of these talking points from Lewis's inspirational CB Inspires speech that you want to have him elaborate on. Absolutely. When in our real estate classes or real estate, yeah, real estate classes, <laughs> we always talk to the agents about building their sphere. But what I have started to hear a lot of Lewis are excuses, yeah. excuses as to why they cannot build their sphere 
And if you had to give a point, some points or advice on how could they be the superstars of their own show, their own real estate business to build their sphere, what would you tell them? I, I get a lot of excuses too. Well, I don't want to bug them. I don't want to bother them. Or, you know, I don't want to seem too salesy or I don't know enough people. So don't know enough people. That's easy. You know, look on your Facebook. Everybody's got at least a hundred people on their Facebook. Look at your phone. Everybody's got more than a hundred people usually on your phone. Count. But Lewis, I don't, I don't have, you know, Facebook. look, just what if you don't have Facebook, Instagram, I'm dating I'm myself. Kidding. Look at your there Instagram, you your TikTok. No, I you know. Here, I have to, I have to I'm, I'm just being that agent with the, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Facebook. that's why, that's why I pivot say, you know, look at Instagram, look at TikTok, look at your phone, look at Google, look at whatever email uh, format you have. Look at the MLS. Because our MLS, it keeps uh, a record of all everyone's name, all your clients and their email addresses. If you've sent them a, uh, a search, look there. You have, look at your, your, uh, uh, your yearbooks from schools. Uh, I love that idea. Me too. Look, look at your yearbooks. I mean, you have all these sources. Look at, you know, uh, business cards that you've collected. I mean, there's all these different sources. So I give them a ton of different sources in the, and I send them a spreadsheet and I say, just put down names of people. And don't worry about if you have their email address or phone number, just put down what you have. And we can look it up. We have sources to look up people's phone numbers. We have sources to look up people's addresses. We have sources to look up their email addresses. I mean, Google has the answer. Yeah, we can, we can, <laughs> we, we can, we can Google, we, we, we can Google, Google it. it. We've got all these uh, different resources, uh, Cole Realty and all these other places. We can find the information on the people, uh, just get their names and, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I did that when I was starting as an agent and uh, I called a friend from high school I hadn't talked to for 10 years or more. And she was like one of my best friends from high school. And, um, and she, last I knew she was in Ohio and I was in Chicago. I didn't know anybody. So I'm calling everybody. Uh, and she's like, oh, my partner and I just moved to uh, the Chicago area. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to buy a house. She's like, we just bought a one point two million dollar house. <gasps> Too late. Wah, wah. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, she didn't say $1.2 million house. I looked it up. No, but you looked it up immediately. But then uh, I realized, you know, call everybody because you don't know where they're going to be moving to. Last I knew she was in uh, Ohio. But what was great was I got connected with a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in 10 years. Now we talk regularly. I got to go to her wedding and, you know, it was all her partner that I that 10 years they'd been dating for 10 years so I had met her partner so so there's all this all this great stuff came out of it so call everybody you know and you never know um so and then the excuse of I'm bugging them is again that that offer of service you know if you if you're talking to somebody they're going to ask you what what you're doing what's new and oh well I I'm I'm new to I, I just got a, uh, my license and I'm in real estate at Coldwell Banker or yes. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm real estate's going well. Everybody wants to talk about real estate, so they'll talk about it. And then yeah. you just throw in like, hey, um, if you know anybody who needs my help, that's the key word, my help or my assistance my help. or, you know, in, in finding a house or making a move or all of these terms that are less salesy, like uh, offering service, offering help, offering support. People will, will see yeah. that you're you're legitimately wanting to help people. You're not just trying to sell a a, a widget or something. You're you want to help, and they'll see that and they'll they'll reach out and say, hey, you know, my brother actually needs help because you know he had he and his wife had a baby and they have a one bedroom apartment and they need to 
get out of there. They need, they need space. space. So yeah. <laughs> that's one thing I said in the speech too, is, uh, you know, people in uh, needing real estate assistance have a problem and you can help them in, with that problem, whatever right. that is. Sometimes it's a good problem. Hey, we got married. Well, <laughs> or... <laughs> I don't know. We won't go there. Or, or somebody's, uh, somebody's uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, a sad problem. Somebody passed away. But yeah. they usually have a, a problem. And you can help them through one of the most difficult times of their life in transitioning to that move. And, uh, yeah. you're, and, and people, I, I hear all sorts of stories uh, of people who are totally bonded with their real estate agent because you're helping them through a tough time and you're bonding with them. So that's what you're offering the people that you're talking to. And they're people that you care about that want to talk to you. They're your audience. Yeah. Well, that's, that's so, so important. I think we need to, I think sometimes we minimize what we do. And our agents do some pretty life-changing things. Like you are working with people, not only during the sad times, but the happy times, the in between. Usually there's a life situation that is happening that is tied to that move and it's a very emotional process and it's one of the biggest transactions they'll ever make financially so the fact that you're at the center of all of that first of all don't take that lightly what we do is a huge deal but second of all you know I ask this in almost every class I teach especially with new agents who literally got their license five minutes ago I'll say you know in this Zoom class of 52 people, how many of you in the last week have been asked, how's the market? And literally every single one of them says me, yeah, the sec it's, it's, it's instant the second you get your license. So it's something that people crave to know about. And if you don't tell them, guess where they're going? They're going to Zillow, they're going to whatever news source, which is all sensationalized. And it is not necessarily the most accurate source. So call, change your mindset, make the call like Lewis says. And it's, hey, Joy, you know, I, I thought of you. I was actually going through my old yearbook and uh, I saw your old keep in touch message that you put in there. And I, I figured 10 years is later is better than never. Uh, but listen, I, I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't dropping the ball on anything. I know that people are constantly wanting to know um, how the market is. And I'm just reaching out to friends, new and old, to make sure that you know that I'm a resource to you. It's that simple. Change the tune, change the approach. I'm here to help you, like yeah. Lewis said. Sorry, I'm I got here to help inspired. You. I'm here to educate you. I'm here to inform you. I'm here to serve you. I love that. Service providers. I'm going to use more of that in my, in my training. But I hope that the agents that are listening or the managers that are listening, the presidents that are listening, that we let our agents know we are in a service-based business where you are there to serve and educate and inform versus we know that we were there to sell, right? We're going to make a lot of money. But if I have the mindset of educating and informing, oh my, mm -hmm. I'm not here to bug you, but I'm here to change yeah, I always life. say talk to people like people. I mean, I know that sounds really yeah. odd, but, but just yeah, call nice. up your friend from high school and say, hey, how are you doing, Joe? And oh, you know, I just, just, I going through the yearbook, saw your name and thought of you. And, and then it's it organically going to come up what's new and real estate comes up and they ask about the market and then you can offer your service. Uh, and uh, it's a people business. It's a relationship business. And an emotional business. And that's why it's not like shoes you can sell on the internet and all these disruptors. Oh, you can buy a house on the internet, but more people are using uh, agents now than ever. And that's yep. because it's a big decision. It's an emotional decision. 
There's a reason why there's Kleenex in all of our conference rooms and everywhere because yeah. somebody's going to cry. Sometimes it's the agent, but somebody's going to cry. It's usually <laughs> Somebody, me. I cry for It's everything. emotional. It's a big deal. I mean, I, I, I sold my, my place and I, was, I knew it was an investment, the, the condo I had. Um, and then uh, I sold it and I was like, I, I was like all, the, all the things that happened in that condo my, you know, I started thinking about it as I'm moving out and I'm just like, I'm getting kind of emotional about it. And I'm like, but this yeah. is an investment. I know it. I'm, I'm in this business and I should be, you know, <laughs> business, but it, it's where you Oh live. my gosh. You are my people. You, you are my people. I, mean, I uh, my, my husband and I, when we sold our first house, I mean, I, we had outgrown that house. It was a, a little teeny tiny 1600, but I guess in Miami terms, that's small, that could be relative depending on who's listening. Our New Yorkers are like 1600 square feet. That's Huge. great. <laughs> but uh, we had outgrown it. And I remember being so happy to have gotten that sold. And I'll never forget the way I felt that last time I walked out of that house and I turned off. I cry. Of course, oh, I cry. Yeah. I mean, I cry for everything, but that's where my husband and I, we started our lives together and that was it. We'll never go back. Yeah. You again. think about all the emotions and all the, the memories and, you know, and imagine somebody who's lived in that house all their life and had their kids grow up there and grandkids and everything. And, you know, people uh, right sizing or downsizing, as it's also called, you know, they're selling their house. They need somebody who can understand that and can help them through that emotional journey and not just sell their house, make a move and and recognize all of the emotions that can go along with that and takes the right person to do that. So, um, so yeah, that's why you need an agent and why you, you being that agent to help that person is, is offering that service and helping them uh, rather than just selling them shoes or something. So. I think we gave you what you asked for, right? A class on service. I think we're teaching it right now. The three we're teaching it. We're teaching it right now. You know what? One thing else I want to just say in, in regards to when you're calling on your sphere, sometimes it may take a couple of calls before you get to talk about oh, real yeah. estate, right? So it may be one of those. I just wanted to call and check on you genuinely. Yes. Like, how are you doing? What's happening? And then a week later, two weeks later, hey, when we were talking, I totally forgot to tell you. I'm in real estate now. How can I help you? Right. Uh, it may have, it may, you may have to be intentional about, it may take a couple of calls, yeah. but the thing is to pick up the call, pick up the Just, phone. Yeah. This is all action. We got to pick up the phone. We got to dial. We got to connect. Yeah. During call. the pandemic, the uh, agents, some agents were very reluctant to call people. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to see. And I said, just call them and check on them. Say, how are you doing? Because people yeah. want that connection because we're all, we were all like, you know, stuck in the house and, and somebody, the phone rings, yeah. you're like, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? I noticed people actually yeah. picked up yeah. the phone. I mean, agents I'm looking to recruit actually picked up the phone. Finally. I'm like, Hey, cause they're like, hi, a person. And you were ready with your voicemail yeah. script and they answer you're like, Oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a real person. And, and you just talk like people, like, how are you doing? Oh, well, this happened or that happened, or we're getting tested because that happened and, and all this emotional journey that's going on. You just talk to them and then they respect that because we're people, we crave connection. And when you have that connection, they're going to think of you when they need you in the biggest time of, of their life or when others need you in the biggest time of life, because you cared for them when money didn't matter. You were just talking like people, exactly. you know, and that's, that, that, that's, that's what we should all do anyway. Even not in, even in real estate, we should call your mom anyway. So. <laughs> now, Lewis, 
when we were just talking about, you know, the five tips that you gave, one of them was finding a director, right? And, you know, last year you were the Chicago Association Broker of the mm-hmm. Year, which makes you a pretty amazing leader. Thank you. But in your own words, right, what what makes you a great director, a great leader in your own words? I, I think of the word accountability. I, that's, the, that's the thing uh, we all need, but we don't want, but... Uh, I mean, that's what, the, when I coach agents, Great. I ask, you know, it's a couple of questions. First time, first thing I ask, how many phone calls did you make this week? How many appointments? I know that's, that it's just like, you know, when you go to the gym and you have a, somebody helping you work out, they're going to keep you accountable and ask you and, and ask you to do things you may not want to do, but you know, they're good for you. Like every agent knows they yep. need to make phone calls. They need to make, have appointments, but they need somebody to just ask them. And, and direct them. So what I said was a director brings out hopefully the best in an actor. And I hope to bring out the best in an agent as well. In that, um, you know, one of my agents, I, I coach, you know, I, I ask her every week, you know, how many phone calls? She's like, ah, and at first it's like, ah, I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm doing it. And then, then the light bulb usually goes off at some point. And they're like, you know, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. talking to the people that I like. I'm enjoying having coffee and talking about life and, and, and uh, having lunch and taking a moment and I'm having fun with this. That's the, that's like, when I see that click, that's when I'm like, all right, I think she's got it. It's like, well, what other, what other kind of, I mean, it's very limited. The, the, the businesses that you get to choose who you yes. get to work with. I mean, how cool is that? You don't want to work with them? Don't worry. Go meet 20 other people. Yeah, people good. that you like are going to direct you to people that they that are like them and that you'll like right. working with. That trust factor is already higher. So you don't have to, to necessarily build that up like a, a lead, online lead or whatever because they don't know you from anybody. You know, Joe recommended you, so you must be good, you know, and, and um, right. it's up to yeah. you to live up to that. But uh, but yeah, and you have fun with it. You have You enjoy what you're doing. Uh, because you're working with people that you like and people that were referred that are like them. And, and it's just, it, it kind of grows from there. It is a lot more fun that way. So, so Lewis, accountability. I love what you said. It's something everybody needs, but nobody yes. wants. <laughs> right. And I think like, I got to say that one more time. It's something that everyone yeah. needs, but no one wants. And then the other thing that I hear is, it's the fear behind doing something that you're not used to doing or something that you're not familiar with doing. And we all know that on the other side of fear, on the other side of any fears that we've ever had is our greatest success is our greatest success. And just like really quick, I want to tell you guys that I had a debilitating fear, like shaking, sweating of virtual speaking, debilitating in December of 2020. I interviewed for this job to be in person. I was going to be an in-person trainer of March. Wait, no, December, 2019, 2019. Then I interviewed for this job of March, 2020. And so I started in December doing virtual webinars, virtual trainings, virtual speaking, Facebook lives, because I needed to get over this fear, not realizing that it was going to prepare me for my new job three months later. And so I say that to say, so often we need the accountability because you need someone to push you when you don't want to be pushed. 
But then also, if you can get over the fear that's stopping you and the staying in that familiarity that's holding you, you have no idea what's on the other side of that. So you go to a networking event where you know no one, but yet yeah. you have that you're there. You give out your business card. There's a lead. You go and you sponsor a little league baseball team. You're normally scared to spend that much money, but you do. And then you get all of these parents that need have a real estate need, right? Like I can go on and on. Yeah. Um, of getting outside your fear. Okay, I'm sorry, Cassie. No, that, I'm like pumped Preach. up between both of you. I'm like, I'm ready to take over the world. Um, Lewis, you know, on this topic of finding a director, that is so important. I used to work for my local realtor association down in Miami. I remember teaching a dot loop class and somebody raised their hand and asked me, what forms do I need to take with me on a listing appointment? And this was when I was on the association side. So as you're aware, we have many companies almost have their own kind of versions of the form. So I, I told them, you're gonna have to go talk to your manager, your broker, and they're, they're gonna guide you. Well, this person raises their hand again and says, I am the broker. And I just about like fell oh, out boy. of my chair. I'm like, what? So like having a good leader in your office, a good manager, is so important having that accountability and most importantly every time i ask an agent why they chose coldwell banker um it's the support the training support 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 is the top answer mm -hmm. and so you shared what makes you a good director um, but if anybody is listening to this who's maybe on the fence they're trying to figure out where um, they are going to take their brand new license or maybe they think it's time for a change what should be the things that they're looking for? What questions should they ask in search of a great director or broker? You, you said the word support. Um, and, uh, and you can have multiple directors. You know, your managing director uh, should be available or, I mean, I, I, or whatever it's called in your, your market, uh, uh, your, the, the broker. Uh, the first Joy person. and I prefer the term executive executive producer. producer. There we go. And <laughs> and and the instructors, you guys are also good directors in the sense that you keep everyone accountable as well, and that's the support during the class. It's so one thing I like about AMP is you make calls in AMP, and then you ask them how did it go, <laughs> so they know they're going to have to answer. So they're accountable in the class, which I like. But you have multiple directors, like you know, it takes a village, yeah. as they say to 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 make a good agent and the, uh, you know, our support staff as well, you know, they do a great job of definitely um, helping the agents know, like what you just said, like, what forms do I need? <laughs> what, how, how yeah. does this, this system work? Or how do I uh, work that loop and these things? They are, the support staff's wonderful in that. So, so to answer your question, what you're looking for is that support from all around, from your, from your managing broker, uh, from the, the the training staff, you guys, uh, from uh, you know all the, the the office staff, from the other agents as well. You know, are the other agents helping you out? That was something I really appreciated as a new agent. I could ask other agents questions. You know, which that is culture that culture, is so that, that culture of awesomeness, as we say. So that's right. Uh, so that support is definitely here at Coldwell Banker. I, I see it all around, and I, I hear it from the agents all the time. Uh, I just heard from one of the agents. She was uh, praising uh, Vicki Pierce, our, our uh, sales support administrator here in Oak Park, and uh, won a service award, actually, just a little while ago uh, for nice. her service. And she was like, she's awesome. She helped me through things and all, this, all these new listings. And I'm like, that's what we're here for. So it's great. 
Yeah, Louis, I got to give you a shout out too. What also makes you a great leader is that you bring your team along with you to the top, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So Louis has mentioned Tracy, <laughs> Nicole, now Vicky, right? Like shout like, out to praising my team. team. Exactly, right? Like Louis is like, listen, I am not doing this by myself. Oh. And that also makes you a great director, Louis, because when you win, your team wins and you do a really good job of communicating that. So uh, the last question, Louis, because we could talk to you oh, all day, it. and I'm getting really it. excited about this. Topic. I know. I said that we never take this full hour, and we've I had a feeling it. we would. I a, we have so much more um, theater stuff we could talk about. <laughs> so many questions. Oh, well, you now, hang tight. We exactly. Might, we I was just about to say, so, Louis, one of the final points that you talked about was the show must go on. And so not necessarily real estate related, but you have to kind of share with us, not kind of, we want you to to share your most embarrassing acting moment on stage and it's then okay. how you oh, recover from oh, it. Oh, yeah, I, I shared that at Radio City Music Hall because I wanted to show like how you recover and I swore everybody to secrecy. So I'm swearing everyone listening to secrecy as well because <laughs> it was my most embarrassing moment. I was uh, in uh, Don in Man of La Mancha, uh, which is Don Quixote. And uh, I was I was said I was the Mancha because there's like three different roles you play in that show uh as as uh don quixote and uh um so uh i i sing the iconic song the impossible dream and i had studied that song forwards backwards i i you, any theater majors you know you know you yeah. you do not you do not play you know that song i knew it backwards forwards everywhere and i sing the first lines to dream the impossible dream i won't sing <laughs> I, I, I sang it at Radio City Music Hall just so I could say yeah, I sang did. at Radio City Music Hall. But, but I sing the first line and then I could not remember the next line to save my life. Like my brain just shut off, went on an on a off ramp and uh, completely forgot the next line. And so I, but I, I re, the other part of my brain, my rational part said, you got to keep going. The show must go on. You can't just stop. Right. So I scattered for a couple of lines. And then it came back. It came back and I sang the rest of the song. And uh I just, you know, kept going and and the rest of the show went great. Uh the director was not happy, of course, because she knew something was wrong. But most people didn't even know that something was wrong. They're like, Oh yeah, I, I thought right. that was like a Don Quixote moment, like he's crazy and he just forgot. You know, so so it was in character, they kind of thought that was just it. Uh, you know, some people caught it, but I just kept going. And that's what you do in a show is you just keep going and try to, you know, smooth it over. I mean, I've done shows where you skipped an entire page of dialogue and you just make up. And then it's <laughs> you just make up. That's why you can roll with it. And uh, we, I was in 12 Angry Men and we skipped an entire page. None of us knew it. <laughs> the director knew. And he's like, what happened? And we're like, what do you mean? I don't know. Because that dialogue, I guess, wasn't wasn't that important wasn't that important, just, right? there was a line that was similar to another line and uh we said it and skipped that whole page and i don't know you just we just kept going we we simplified we it, it. We, uh... yeah it was a faster faster runtime that night but we just you just hey joy maybe that's how we can fit in all our 143 slides in three hours is skip a few and hope nobody noticed. And no one noticed going. no one will you know, notice I, you know. that also but that also made me think about like newer agents yeah. who are afraid to do like business consultations, listening presentations. What if I forget? What if I miss? What yeah. if I, 
the show must go on. They don't know what you had prepared. Right. As long as you remain confident and competent in what you're saying, keep yeah. going. If you miss right? something, you can you can always call them back and say, you know, I wanted to follow up with blah 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 blah. And uh, you know, nobody's okay. perfect. And if you ever see the backstage of a show, there's a lot of chaos, a lot of craziness going on. You don't <laughs> yeah. see any of that. You just see what's on stage. It no. looks perfect. It looks great. Mm-hmm. But there's craziness going on. You've, you've been backstage. What a great analogy. And that's going on in your head. But just, you know, turn that craziness off and project out the, you know, the show. And, and people are like, oh. Every show I've been in, there's like fire hazards, like times 400 oh, backstage. So that, that is very, very applicable to the life of a real always, you know, people changing, throwing clothes, props. I mean, it's, it's nuts. It looks perfect out there. Right. And, and uh, just project that, like uh, Joy said, that confidence, that's the key is, uh, you know, confidence and, and, and practicing practice your listing presentation just like uh that was one of my points i cut was rehearse you know rehearse uh what you're gonna say yeah they limited you to like what 17 minutes well yeah i had other points like you gotta cut those a little bit (laughs) but rehearse that's so big that that was a big one rehearse role play practice because that that those are parts that people want to skip I'll just wing it. I'll just yeah. do it. It'll come to me when I yeah. get there. Rehearse with somebody, you know, practice in front of a uh, daughter, your dog, anybody, uh, you know, that's, they give you a good feedback. Um, and uh, that helps you perfect your, your presentation. And once you have it perfected, you can just sharpen it even, even more with more uh, presentation to your director, your managing director, your, another agent. Um, I, 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 I'm, Kind of feeling sad I cut that one. So if I ever do this again, I'm going to put rehearse back in there. No, this is perfect. <laughs> we got the exclusive here on Resi Talk. We got the extended version of the Lewis Jones CB Inspires Talk, and you can only get it here. Only here. <laughs> Resi, Resi Talk. talk. I love it. That's oh, it. man. I, I hope you have it. the other CB Inspires speakers on here because they were so, I mean, they got oh, real. Yeah. Like, like I gave my presentation and they got real. And and they were some some great. Uh, I was just honored to be amongst them uh, to speak. And and uh, if I if I did read books, I'd get grit and I'd sit it on the shelf and someday read it as well when I retire, baby. Someday <laughs> oh, read it. Look what there just we go. Came in another the book. Oh, I was gonna yeah. order it, but I'm like, I gotta read the three other books uh, first. Um, I'll let you know. I, I gotta tell you the there. I I showed I shared with you my challenge. Sometimes I'll I'll have to reread something. And I'll fall asleep while doing it. But there are some that I'm just like, I can't get enough. I shared it on our Gen Blue recap. You have to read this one. It's a, I, especially as an actor. It's called Rejection. Proof. Oh, my gosh. And it's another oh. TED Talk. And it is this guy who went and got rejected 100 days in a row on purpose just to get over his fear of rejection. Oh. And it is hysterical. It is so real. Life-changing. You can YouTube it, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's rejection proof. He has a Ted talk as well. This has been fun, man. So much more this we could talk awesome. about. <laughs> I know. I, I can't believe we've got, this might be one of our longest episodes of all time, but I'm not even mad at it. I've had so much We'll have fun. to listen to it. Ryan um, Gorman style, like twice the speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing there is post. There is post. Yes. <laughs> but 
I do have too many questions that we always end up. Well, no, this one's specific to Lewis because he's my right. people. Um, favorite musical. Go. Oh, gosh. West Side Story. I have to go with West Side Story. I love uh, that. It makes me, yeah. I always think they're, he, they're, he's not going to die. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Eventually Tony dies. You'll watch it and it will. <laughs> I think he's not going to get shot this time. Oh, every time, every time. I don't know. But and I love the music. I love this. The songs. It's it's a beautiful musical. And and I'm looking forward to uh, they're coming out with a movie. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do that. I'm a Lemiz girl. Oh, I saw that movie with my mom and we walked out and she's like, it was so sad. I'm like, mom, (laughs) Les Miserables. Let's get you a French uh, translator. Uh, it, it was sad though. I don't know, but that's a beautiful one. I I love the music in that one too. I think why I love it was for my fifteenth birthday, my parents took me to London, and I went to three shows in a week, mm-hmm. and one of them was Le Mis in a theater with no air conditioning, and it was just, but it was perfect. And in the middle of July, by the way, I might add, but it was just like I, this is it. Magical. This is what yes. It just takes me to that moment. Well, thank you for humoring me and letting me talk a little bit about musicals because they just bring me oh, joy. Me <laughs> See what I did? Hey. <laughs> All right, last okay. question. And this one's an easy one. I promise you'll know the answer. I hope so. We've been making sure that all of our listeners can keep up with our guests. How can they follow you, keep up with you on social media? Where can I? Oh, gosh. Uh, I am on Facebook mostly, um, Lewis Jones. And then I'm on Instagram as Lewis R. Jones, I believe, on Instagram. And uh, I am on on TikTok, but I haven't posted anything. I I know. Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to find rejection proof. So that's why I'm so quiet. Sorry, back to. Well, I'll give you a cool little fun fact to wrap us up. He actually has a website called rejectiontherapy.com where you'll find the TED Talk, the book, and there's a tab with all 100 days of his rejection. He actually recorded them on a body cam. It's hysterical. So every now and then I'll play one like right before we make prospecting calls. And it's it's pretty oh, fun. Man. That I I love that. Thank you. Kathy. That's good. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna I might show that at one of my sales meetings. That'll be fun. A rejection proof. Well, if you had to pick one, pick the Krispy Kreme one. I want to say it's like day three or four. <laughs> you know what? The lesson there was he learned his his goal was to get rejected a hundred days in a row. What he found was he was getting a lot more yeses. And initially, the first yes, he's like, I'm failing my mission of getting no's. But then he realized, holy cow. How much have I missed out on because I was too scared to ask? Well, Louis, thank you so much. This was an absolute pleasure. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to meet you and know you. And uh, I hope we can have you oh, back. I on hope soon. so too. It was fun. Thank you, Cassandra. And thank you, uh, Joy. I'll, I'm sure I'll see Joy soon. Yes. And I'm sure our <laughs> listeners will hear more, a little more of Joy. This was absolutely fun, Cassie. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity to come and talk to your listeners um lewis i learned some some more nuggets right you always have to be willing to learn and gain and and have an open mind and so i walked away from this podcast more motivated a little bit more inspired and pumped up to go 
make some amazing things. Man, happen. I am pumped up to make some uh, some recruiting phone calls. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited. Well, see, be yes. inspired, lived on. It's it's oh, living well, on. Well, via thank the you, thank you for having me. It's such an honor. So I appreciate it. Lewis, thank you uh, so thank much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Cool. <laughs> Bye. Don't forget to listen, subscribe, and review wherever podcasts are found. And share this episode with a friend. Join us next week for another unfiltered conversation about real estate. This is Resi Talk, reminding you to leave your mark.